0: For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files Internet Video Program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. And I'm really happy today to introduce to you Rusty Dunbar, Rusty and I have uh, many things in common, it seems like, with our Mormon background and our transition to Christianity. and So I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story. Thank you, Earl. I, I, I really appreciate you having me. Oh, uh, um, my pleasure. I, I've
2: seen so many of these interviews, and, you know, I find that um, there's some factors that are similar in everyone. Everyone yeah. has uh, a sort of... Um, Gone through a period of time in their lives when they have these disconnect
1: moments. Yeah. Uh, with doctrine. Some or are whatever. shorter or longer than others, but yeah.
2: Yeah, these little disconnects that they all have that makes um, uh, uh, turns into a trigger. Yeah. That uh, causes a, um, a faith crisis.
1: Yeah. But. Um, Interesting. You
2: know, and another factor that they all have, though it's it's all different. Everybody's story is different, but everybody has the same. Uh, result in the end and that is finding Jesus Christ and isn't that interesting that where well, all of us are so different the factors are so different yeah and yet it leads us to one place yeah. so that's that's, that's neat Jesus. so I've, I've really enjoyed hearing <laughs> all know, the stories all those and, stories yeah well and, all,
1: and there's a certain repetitiousness mm-hmm. to all this and yet what's interesting is that people um, to a person, say, uh, like we've said many times, we know more about the Mormon church now than we ever did as a Mormon. Yeah. And we have a different relationship with Jesus than we ever did as a Mormon. Yeah. And appreciation of grace and the cross and so on. But so, anyway, to begin a little bit, tell us about your background in the church. I guess you were born in the church? Were you? Yeah? No,
2: my, my parents joined when I was uh, about three years old. Oh, okay. Um, so I grew up going to primary. I remember as a little boy going and to primary. This was
1: over in Colorado, in, right?
2: In Boulder. I was okay. born and raised in Boulder, okay. Colorado. Um, had a great time in, in primary, primary and Sunday school and um, went on to, uh, you know, go to seminary. and, and Deacon, um,
1: teacher, priest, that whole business, I guess. Deacon,
2: te- teacher, <laughs> priest, sure. Seminary. And, seminary. Yeah. And uh, ended up going on a mission. Oh, did, uh, where'd you go? Church. I went to New Zealand,
1: yeah,
2: um, and it was a it was a great <laughs> it was a great experience in, in a way. Um, uh, but, you know, in growing up in Boulder, we, we had a, a ward that was uh, filled with some wonderful people, yeah. and uh, we had some uh, we had two uh, world renowned astrophysicists. Wow! Uh, we had and, lots of scientists and, and they're good, doctors, good and
1: active Mormons, I've good active mor- great yeah. great people. Yeah. Um, well, have we, and you've been around a number of wards. I mean, these are wonderful, honest, sincere, dedicated oh, sure. people. Have you, I mean, you've always felt that, haven't you, with your experiences with Mormons? Oh, sure. And your family. I mean, we just, they're just good people.
2: A- absolutely. And it, the, the, in growing up, <clears throat> it was at a time uh, you know, I grew up when you grew up, yeah. um, it was Post World War II, sure. uh, things were looking great. Yeah. Um, uh, we grew up in a time of uh, relative affluence right. um, and peace until the the Vietnam situation. But um, we were in, uh, you know, I, I was I grew up with the thought that, you know, you did it on your own, and. Uh, in, in the church in or the in church. your personal Oh, sure, life. because as a, a member of the church, you were working for your own salvation. You were working out your own salvation, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, we grew up in, uh, you know, the Marlboro era, didn't we? <laughs> I mean, we, we could take care of our women folk in time of need. <laughs> and, and so we could do it ourselves, and we could pull ourselves up with our bootstraps. And, and I was always told that, uh, you know, the Lord helps those that help themselves. And it it followed right down with uh, the Mormon teaching that I was used to in that you were working for yourself and for your own salvation. And you were
1: pretty special. Absolutely. Born in these last days. Born in the last days. Yeah.
2: A couple of things that I didn't, uh, I never really... Uh, believed in my heart, and that was working your way toward
1: becoming a god. I just never, you know. Well, you mentioned this like, at age thirteen, you had an experience, or at least a thought come into your mind that. Well, yeah, I did. It's one of
2: those one of those times where, uh, in your life, uh, you can remember exactly where you were. Yeah. Where the intersection was that yeah. you were at, and so I remember, uh, folks. We were just talking. My dad was driving home uh, from church, and uh, my mom said, what, "What'd you guys?" Uh, talk about in Sunday school, and I says, "Well, we were talking about God, and he had a God, and his dad had a God, in his head. and his and it looks like every God had a dad who was a God." I says, "What if we flub up here? Do, does that mess up the whole system?" You know,
1: and um, the I just thoughts really, of a thirteen-year-old. Huh? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know what? When I read that or was talking about that, it struck me that. It is possible. We always talk about this regression of gods in Mormonism, but it's possible that God's Father didn't become a god yeah, yeah. because he may have been in the celestial kingdom or something. You know, I don't, I don't I, know how that works. It always kind of
2: going over like that. But with it me, struck
1: but you as a 13-year-old that, yeah, that, to and, become a god, and yeah, I never, yeah. I
2: never, you know, I, I never really um, uh, believed that. Yeah. Um, but I remember the 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 answer was well we really don't know these things we don't know a lot yeah. of um, those things that, that is not pertinent to our salvation so you that's just right. put it up on your shelf yeah and the interesting thing about that shelf. oh yeah. sure yeah. the interesting thing about that was that there was a shelf and it was personalized <laughs> it was put it on your shelf <laughs> your meaning that she had a shelf and <laughs> everybody else had a shelf you know that's um, a funny thought too isn't it yeah. <laughs> but I, I remember,
1: yeah, I'd just put it up on the shelf, and but um, anything it, come up in your mission that you end up putting on a shelf, or that was a question for you? You know, it's doctrinally, a, I guess, or a, well,
2: what? one of those disconnects. I had a, 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 a it, I had a great mission. I, I wasn't a real good missionary because
1: uh, I didn't well, want you're to being be there. humble, you were a well, you were an, assist, uh, an well, AP, weren't you? They, <laughs> I worked. <laughs> hard and um which means you were a good missionary
2: yeah yeah it, it, i did it because if i didn't work hard
1: expected huh?
2: i would have my mind thinking about i didn't want to be there i wanted to go home <laughs> um, so i worked hard yeah. and i wanted to pass out more copies of the book of mormon and pamphlets and discussions else, and, and yeah. uh, put my foot in the door when people would slam it and i just get get out that last uh, you know uh, paragraph of the maybe this second discussion or the first discussion yeah. the, you know the second principle yeah. and then we could count it as a, a as a as a visit uh, or something as, a, <laughs> as as a discussion as a and I said well, well we'll count that one and my companions would go no know and I go yeah we're counting that you know close so, enough close enough oh, I feel funny. I feel bad about that uh-huh. one of the disconnects I, I we had woke up every morning and reading the the missionary manual yeah the little rule book. And it was about this big and about 11 inches long and about like that little tiny book, but go it was ahead. about 20 pages. And one of the, the quotes in there was by Brigham Young. And he said, and we memorized that book, but uh, it was history of the New Zealand and the people and stuff. And one of the quotes was, um, if you go on a mission looking for this and that and to see what is in the world, you will return in vain. Go forth, mm. having your mind riveted on the cross of Christ, and you will return, bringing your sheaves with you. And that was a quote. Um, wow. And the disconnect for me was uh, in those six discussions that I knew word perfect. <clears throat> there was nothing that we focused in on about Christ. No. And so. Certainly
1: not the cross.
2: <laughs> certainly not the cross. And <laughs> no. my mind was. Never riveted on the cross of no, Christ. So no. that was a disconnect that I yeah. just kind of mm, uh, didn't think about. But yeah, um, yeah but I, you know, it, the, the New Zealand people are wonderful people, beautiful yeah. people. And so you come home and get
1: married, I guess.
2: Well, at that period of time, uh, prior to going on, on my mission, as you remember, in 1967, in June of 67, it was the Arab Israeli War, the Six Day War. Oh, yeah. Um, And our bishop, who was an astrophysicist, uh, he was really into that kind of stuff. And he said the end of the world was looks like it's It's coming pretty pretty quick. That was that was that was um, scary for me because I didn't want I uh, I hadn't gone on a mission yet, hadn't been married in the temple, didn't have any kids. (laughs) You're
1: in trouble. And I was
2: praying, (laughs) don't let this happen until I come back. (laughs) So I would come back, and I had an interview one time with uh, Howard W. Hunter, who was later president of the church. And in that interview, he asked me, you know, he asked me to give him my testimony, which I did. And um, he looked at me and he says, you know, Elder, you've had such a great experience here on this, on this, uh, on your mission. I promise you, if you go back and continue to be faithful, the Lord has great things for you. But you need to... You've had companions, and you need to go home and get yourself an eternal companion. Yeah. So I ran home and, <laughs> and got married. Um, so,
1: but we brought the kids up in the church and yeah. raised them. And Where'd, where'd you get married? Which temple? Manti. Manti Temple. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And so you just go along for many years, I guess, active, and you were elders quorum president and gospel doctrine teacher, high priest group leader. I mean, you are just active, right? All these years, yeah, all, all,
2: all the years. Yeah. And I remember we were in Casper for ten years with the company. They moved us up there. Um, we had a bishop who um, he, he loved the mysteries. I mean, I was his brother was um, uh, uh, seventy uh, along with myself, and we would get together with a couple other people every week, and we would discuss uh, the mysteries. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd things really, on the edge. Huh? <laughs> really get into it, you know. And we'd dig, and we would get into all this stuff. Uh, Journal Discourses, and I knew a lot of stuff. Really? Yeah. That that, never
1: struck you as... Oh, it struck me. I mean, you thought the the church was true, though,
2: during all this? See, that's the thing, where I think my pride was in the way. I kind of had this belief that I knew more about stuff, the real uh, underbelly of... Church, um, yeah. you know uh, the history and stuff, than most anybody else in the ward, and we had this well, elite I'm sure group
1: that's probably true, but. that
2: we knew all this stuff, and and it was sort of like a wink, wink, you know, when we'd discuss stuff and we'd look at each other and we'd know that you know Brigham Young really said this, and yeah. and uh, so th- those were disconnects, yeah. Earl. Those were really disconnects. Did you for believe me.
1: the Book of Mormon was true and Joseph Smith was a prophet? Believe they were good. Yeah. But they weren't... So what kinds um, of things? I mean, d- did you know about polygamy and polyandry and the yeah. book of Abraham? Did you know yeah. about the, the book, book of Iris Ab- and all that but, stuff? No,
2: of course, at that time. You know, we we had the papyrus back in, what, 67 uh, or something yeah. like that?
1: So you were on your mission maybe yeah. when that came yeah. out.
2: But uh, the thing that got me was, why did they have Sperry and some other people um, and people at BYU assigned to really go over the, the, the documents. Why didn't they give it to the prophet, seer, and revelator? <laughs> He's got the seer stone. And so that, yeah,
1: he would have had the... Sure. We didn't know he had the seer stone then, but now we know he, he had. Now has we know the it, seer
2: stone. Sure, and we know now through the, uh, the topical essays mm-hmm. that the church put out that, in fact, yeah, he, he did use the seer stone. So if that's the case and they've got it... Um,
1: yeah, why did it they give be, it to the BYU... Professors to go through the papyrus, yeah. So That's those were all those little disconnects, disconnects for you know? sure. Yeah. So they kind of added up. So what actually happened to you then, kind of, well, and when? When um, was this?
2: Gosh, uh, fast forward all these all, all these years. Um, I had a, a, a time in around 2007 where um, I had some surgery on my back. I had, I was downtime and. Um, my work allowed me to, to stay home and work from my office there, yeah. and so I had some time to read, and I've always, you know, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon from cover to cover, and I'm going to get a compendium, and I'm going to go through that page by page, verse by verse, and go through it all. And the references would say, see D&C yeah. So you'd
1: go look it up? and, and
2: Yeah, and or it'd say, uh, you know, it'd talk about this, and it'd say, see Joseph Smith History and see yeah. this and this. Um and it was sort of two-dimensional. And then I thought, you know what? I've never read the Bible. Never, I, I've never read. I've read verses. Sure. W- the, Missionary that verses that would, and stuff. That would support yeah. our discussions. Sure, sure. Support, uh, you know. But never
1: really gone through the Bible.
2: No. I thought it was, I, I knew about David and Goliath and <laughs> Yeah. Jonah and the Wild. But well, we don't really and, trust it 100%, right? And that's the problem, yeah. Because the eighth article of faith, you know, it's, it's, it tells us that we can't really put our trust fully in the Bible. Yeah. It's sort of like in Genesis 3 when Satan told Eve, you know, did God really say that? that you're not going to die. You're going to be like God. You know, so it's like when we when I would read something in the Bible, I would go, wow, this is... Oh, wait, no, I, that can't be. <laughs> it, it's not translated
1: correctly. correctly. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so there was that. And so I thought, well, I'm going to read it and because I thought it was mostly... Poetry and just those stories. Big that we stories, mm-hmm. yeah. So I started reading it, and um, uh, long story short, I couldn't put it down. And I was so starved for God's Word that it 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 meant so much to me. I, wow. I would get excited coming home from work thinking, man, I wonder what Paul's doing tonight, you know? Oh, my it was, it was great. It was an awesome... That's so
1: different. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And it wasn't any kind of a, um, a, a burning in my heart or any yeah. kind of a... Eh one of those feelings it was just sort of true yeah it was it was sort of like uh, you know we all know that two plus two is four yeah it's binary it's factual, it's it's, factual. Fact. it's it's right there
1: then and you th- had some friends come into your life is that was that part yeah, of your story yeah well
2: I had been reading the Bible for a couple of years and we were on our way on our way out
1: and uh, Barb was of the church yeah Oh, so you were questioning? Oh, and, sure. Okay. Oh, sure. Sure. Because of what you've been reading in the book, in the Bible?
2: Oh, yeah. And I and I would read, I would read things in church history. I wanted to know about history of the church, so I'd read church history, and I'd mark things down. I I would think.
1: See, you're one of those that knows too much, right? You were I learning so. too much. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: one thing that really got me this one time, I was re- I was watching the PBS special. On the Mormons, and I think it was Dallin Oaks that said, We tell our people not to look too far into our church history because they will doubt. And I thought, Wait, <laughs> how far back do you go? Oh, well, 1820, that's when. Wait, no, do we not go to 1820, or do we go from 1835 on? Yeah, when or does do it we do, start? Or do we go from 1978? Yeah. On.
1: Yeah, good question. Is that
2: the last time a prophet prophesied or a seer seared <laughs> or a revelator revealed? Yeah. Was in 70? Was that? So do we look past 70? How far uh, back how far? Do
1: we go? Where we're at?
2: And so I thought in my mind, if the church is true today, when did it become true? When? When mm. did it become true? If we're not supposed to look at all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And Boyd K. Packer, says, Packer said something about historians. Oh, yeah. You know, the truth is not always. Uh, he said the truth is not
2: always helpful.
1: Uh, helpful, that's yeah. what it was. Truth yeah. is not always helpful. Yeah, they shouldn't be. That's kind of one of those, those like, oh, things. Wait a minute. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, it not make somebody us feel thinking good. <laughs> A thinking person. And what's funny is, you think back on your astrophysicists and all these yeah. intelligent people that you knew. And have known, I've known a, certainly a bunch of them over the years. People, uh, very accomplished people. But boy, they have a, a faith in the church and a blindness now that I see that they just accept all these stories. And, and in fact, well, they don't know all the story, stories, mm-hmm. but they accept it all.
2: I think to a lot of people, Earl, <clears throat> they will see stuff that's it's really bothering to a lot of people. But they care not to be bothered by it because they're—it's a—it's a, it's a cultural—it's a cultural position that they have.
1: Well, and they've invested their time sure. and their family into it.
2: Sure. And a lot of people in this valley—they um, come from uh, pioneers. You know, their pioneers or their great great grandparents oh, sure. came over uh, the uh, in the, on the plains. So they
1: have such a cultural attachment. Yeah, and they have this and the social
2: social yeah. and and they have this feeling like, well, grandma or granddad wouldn't be proud of me if I left it i 'm going to honor yeah their legacy right. by staying in
1: yeah.
2: um, and you know it's interesting uh, the story that you wanted me to kind of um, oh to yeah. go into about that i've been reading the Bible and i've s- seen so many truths and and um saw so many things and had so many questions that when i go to church I would uh, in like high priest group um, if I knew the lesson this week then I would take that and if it uh, uh, involved certain history of the church then I would look at it in the history of the church, the the volumes of history, but I would read that I'd read a chapter or two or three or four and uh, found a lot of things in there that would never end up in the manual. In the manual, sure. They just and don't so, want. Yeah, and I'd bring that stuff up. Yeah. And I would have comments like, um, "Sounds like, sounds like Rusty's been reading anti-Mormon literature." <laughs> and I would say, <laughs> "I'm won't. not, I'm no. not reading anti-Mormon literature. I'm reading Church
1: Mormon History. literature. Mormon literature. Yeah.
2: yeah. But anyway, we were, uh, uh, we." Um, Barb was going to go to California this this one time for a month or so and uh, we had a couple other properties that we had that was available for rent and she mentioned to me one day I've you know I've talked to some people are gonna come by and uh, talk about house for rent and I thought "Mm, I didn't even think about that (laughs) and then the doorbell rang and this couple came to the door they were looking at our house and Barb says yeah I thought maybe you could while I was gone you could go Stay in our other house, you know, oh, okay. and they could say because yeah. they were skiers and okay. they would come every year to go skiing. So anyway, these were people we'd never met and didn't know them from anyone.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and uh, so I was kind of I was kind of miffed. They okay, go ahead, and I went upstairs in my office and I was sitting there in my chair, and knowing that they would come up and look at the the top uh, the up there and. So I was sitting there, and um, Rich walks in, and he sees this plaque that says, Christ is the center of our home. And that's, we've always been Christ-centered. I mean, and this plaque was sitting above uh, Barb's desk, and he said, I, I like that sign, uh, what religion are you? And Barb says, well, we're Mormon, but he's, uh, you, know, in, uh, you know, he's searching. And, uh, oh. and um, the next thing I knew, and I was, and I've been reading the Bible, and I, well, I love God's Word. And uh, next thing I know, uh, we're standing having prayer with these perfect strangers, and I was... Did he, he uh, recommend? I, or yeah, yeah, he, he asked said, if we, we have said. a prayer, and I just jumped up out of my chair, and I said, sure. absolutely. Yeah, let's...
1: And that's so unusual, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very unusual for me. Music. And so, yeah.
2: um, and I, I got to thinking, wow, I'm standing here, I was looking at our shoes while we were having prayer, holding hands, and um, we got done with the prayer, and it was like, wow, it was like one of those... Um, Claritin Clear commercials yeah. where the film is yeah. <laughs> peeled back yeah. and everything's so much brighter, and um, that's the way it was. Kind of your born again moment, right? Yeah, that- it, was, it was awesome. It was a confirmation of what I had been studying for so long. What he
1: said in his and prayer. What he said.
2: Oh, oh, it was, yeah, and to help them to, to, to find the truth and to take any barriers down and to really? put a hedge of protection around these people as they study your word. It was beautiful. So yeah, we we um, uh, and from then on it was like um, I couldn't couldn't get enough of uh, studying.
1: And then when you read, you kind of see things in a clear clear <throat> way in the Bible even and oh yeah yeah
2: yeah for yeah. sure. You know it, what fascinates me is um, there's a scripture in Hebrews that, that I, I really in, in, enjoy. Hebrews twelve, the whole book of Hebrews is amazing. Yeah, I love Hebrews. Amazing, but Hebrews twelve one and two where it says. Um, Um, uh, you know looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame who now sits at the right hand of the throne of God and that to me is just amazing he loves us so much that who for the joy endured the cross Despising the shame, not you know, putting yeah. that aside, and
1: not what we do, but what he oh,
2: did. it's nothing what we do. I mean, yeah. if there was, if there is that scenario where I'm standing before Christ and He says, Dunbar, what do you got? I got nothing.
1: I've got. I you. got nothing. I've got I, got, you. <laughs> I got.
2: I got my sins to give to you, and I am grateful for it because there's nothing Isn't that there I can. do. not such
1: a freedom and, and, and an understanding about grace and what the cross means that we just never had is Mormons, either in the temple or on missions or anything else. No, I always,
2: I always believed that I had to be worthy to receive the privilege of grace.
1: Yeah, had to work,
2: work our way up, or worthy for the atonement to suddenly kick in. Yeah, and yet it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us.
1: Yeah, so family. How's your family taking this news? Um, not good, you not know, good. Some, some better than others. Some better than others. Yeah. Um, it's tough, isn't it, when we come to this knowledge at the end of our lives, so to speak, and, and have to share with children that we raised in the church.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like um, you were telling us the truth, weren't you? Yeah. You know, that kind of
1: thing. And the truth is I you knew know. it at the time, I guess, yeah, but we really we know, didn't know. Yeah. I was blind, and Never now seen. I see. hmm Yeah. Well, no. Rusty, believe it or not, we're just about out of time. You, you got anything you'd like to say to your Mormon friends or family? Any suggestions if they are questioning or maybe should be studying? Yeah, you know,
2: uh, <clears throat> do you remember the New York World's Fair a long time ago? Oh, yeah. 64 or whatever? 64. That? Uh, the church came out with a film called Man's Search for Happiness. That's a beautiful film, and they did a great job on it. Um, At the end of the film, and it was narrated by... Richard L. Evans. Richard L. Evans, uh, an apostle. Did that on my mission. Yeah, and we showed that film on our mission, and it was was great. what did he say? But at the end of that, he said, and he was riffing off of Paul's uh, admonition to the Thessalonians in the first chapter, where he said, Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Yeah. And then he put his tagline on Only if you are unafraid of truth can you find it. Wow. But it brings limitless opportunities with your loved ones with you, always and forever. Wow. I would just say take that.
1: We're out of time, aren't Steve? Thanks, Sorry, <laughs> We should do this again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. See ya.